SeatGeek is the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, all you have to do is use the promo code RINGERNBA. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. And guess what? SeatGeek has a special NBA offer running through All-Star Weekend. Right here in LA, by the way. First-time purchases can get $30 off any NBA ticket between now and February 19th. Just use the promo code NBA Show for $30 off your NBA purchase. Not just games between now and February 19th, any game. So even if you're eyeing an April matchup, you can act now and save $30. That's promo code NBA show for $30 off NBA tickets, or just go ahead and use the promo code ringer NBA for $20 off any first time purchase. Welcome to the Monday Morning Heat Check. I'm John Gonzalez. Juliette Littman not here today. She's off on vacation. Well deserved. In her stead, from Boston, now in LA, mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connor. What's hey, up, buddy? We're, we're here to talk about the Bachelor. I'm excited for tonight. Also basketball. Kevin is a, a new refugee from Boston seeking asylum in LA from the tyranny yes. of the mass holes. Yes. I'm glad that you finally yeah. fled. You came to your senses. Mm-hmm. You left all that cold weather behind. <laughs> How are you enjoying it, buddy? Oh, it's beautiful. Yesterday it was 85 degrees. Walked around West Hollywood a little bit. It was like I was on a different planet. Basketball in the <laughs> afternoon. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wonderful. It's unbelievable. Uh, pretty crazy. We're going to get into it. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend. Not all of it good. In fact, mm-hmm. a couple of it not good. Specifically, Boogie Cousins down with uh, an Achilles injury. This sucks. Really I, sad. How do we think it's going to affect the Pelicans? Because, you know, all season long, they've been sort of uh, like right around the back end of the Western Conference playoff picture. And this is going to change a lot of things for them. Yeah. You know, when that news broke Saturday night, it was just, for me, it was just depressing in the sense that they were finally, mm-hmm. finally starting to figure things out. Like, they, I mean, they still needed to make additions and maybe they still will. And I think they're going to continue trying to add. You think they but will add? I think they will. This I, is one of the things I wanted will. to ask you about because they're right now they're two games up on the Clippers. They're in the sixth spot, but they're only two games up on the Clippers yeah. for that last spot. They're going to lose that spot. I mean, that's this yeah. is a tough thing. Like, so if you mm-hmm. could decide to go and add, you know, who knows? You might be adding and still not make the playoffs. For sure. I mean, I mean, there's guys out there that, you know, can help you. But the thing is, is that short-term thinking is what gets a lot of these teams into trouble yeah. in the first place. But New Orleans has to think short-term. They only have so much time until Anthony Davis really hits free agency or until the point that, okay, so right now, theoretically, you could trade Anthony Davis everywhere, any team, because he has right. enough years left on his contract. But when you get closer to that point when he becomes a free agent, he's only going to want to go to teams that he's going to be able to re-sign with, right? right? So you need to think short-term to bolster your team now. Otherwise, you're putting yourself in a situation to where you could lose him later. But the thing is, is that Boogie changes it's a catch, everything. It's a catch-22. It, it really changes is. everything because the Achilles injuries, yeah. guys have a low success rate in getting back to the level that they were, especially when someone who relies as much on explosiveness, on, on agility, he's a on giant acceleration. Human. Yeah. He's a giant human. Let's not forget about, like, sometimes I think we look at this through... Like we're NBA fans and fanboys and we pay attention to all this stuff, but we we take out like the human element of it, For which sure. you just brought up. Like he's a giant human being, right? Yeah. There's an actual physical effort that has to go back into getting back in 
shape off of an Achilles. I mean, we saw with Wes no, Matthews, no. Wes Matthews, much smaller human, did not look like the same dude, still doesn't really since yeah. uh, when he had it, his Achilles it, He's go been out better this year, but he's better, still, but he's what, 80% of what he was? Still recovering. You know? So I wonder what, it, like, what is Boogie Cousins going to look like at that size, having to rehab, coming off an Achilles injury. And that's why I said it's a catch-22, because you're right. Mm -hmm. If they don't buy and try to show Anthony Davis, like, look, we're in it with you. Let's try yeah. to put something together. Then Anthony Davis is going to want to walk. But if they do buy, they could screw themselves long-term for, sure. for a short-term like overture to AD. That's the fascinating wrinkle entering the summer now. I mean, so before it was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. Pelicans are going to give Boogie Cousins the max. The only question is, will he resign there? Right Now the question is, should they give Boogie Cousins the max? And if they don't, what will he do? Right. Right. And will another team be like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to throw the max at him and see what happens because he's a player of that. He has to get a max, right? But because the thing is, is there are a lot of teams that don't want Boogie. They don't want to touch him. And that's why with the trade offers for the Kings last year, they weren't quite as high as people would have expected because the perceived value publicly of Boogie right. isn't quite as high as what a lot of NBA teams have because of his, you know. You think the, that because of like the reputation yeah, and like the team yeah, in the locker I mean, room More stuff. than reputation for that matter. You're saying it's a personality thing. It's like, a personality thing. thing. It's it, a it's like, can, can you win with this guy is the question NBA executives will ask. And now the question is, is he going to come back? and be a total shell of his former self, kind of like Elton Brand? Or is he going to come back like Dominique Wilkins did and just be 100% the same exact player? And I don't know. Because you, like you said, with the Pelicans, let's say they do give him the max, or even if it's just close to the max. Right. And he comes back and he's 70% of what he was. That's still a really good player. But it's not the same boogie that you had now. And maybe that 70% of Boogie five years from now or four years from now, rather, right. is kind of an albatross contract. And then guess what? You're in a worse situation than, than you are right I now. I thought it was an interesting scenario, like what the Pelicans should do with him even before he went down. Because like you have got two of the best players on the planet together, right? And two of the best two bigs. All, two on, of five. Two, all <laughs> two of five Western Conference <laughs> yeah. All-Stars. And they're 12 and a half games back <laughs> on, the, on the Warriors. Yeah. Like What is their actual ceiling with these two guys? I think it makes it more likely that he ends up just getting maxed out by the Pelicans and staying put because you're right. Like if you look at the trade market, you're going to go, okay, well, do we want to go and buy a guy with a reputation thing mm -hmm. coming off an Achilles has to rehab? What's it going to look like? Will he fit our system? Will he fit our culture? Then you look at the Pelicans and you go, we already invested <laughs> yeah, and we want to show AD that we're still in it for the long haul. The easy fix here is just to keep it intact and keep going. I mean, what choice do you have? Yeah. If you let Boogie walk... What does that say to AD? He's already been a guy who publicly said, or at least said on the record, Adrian Wojnarowski, quote, it makes you wonder, does this organization really have my back? I've been loyal to this organization. I love it here. I love this team. Dot, 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 dot. It's not about the money. It's not about <laughs> having fans. The most important thing to me, winning. That's what I want to do. And I want to do it here. So if you let Boogie go, the guy who he's had a lot of success with, the mm -hmm. best, the greatest success of his career and vice versa for Boogie, that says to AD, you know what? Maybe winning isn't the priority. Even if in the eyes of the Pelicans, it's in the best interest of the organization not to re-sign him, in the eyes of the player, it's going to be, is this team really going all in? I fear for the Pelicans. I fear for them because they could lose either direction they go here. They already have Anthony Davis, who is kind of really fragile. Yeah. Drew Holiday has had injuries in the past. Yeah. And then if you bring back Boogie coming off a ruptured Achilles you have three guys making almost $100 million. Two guys who have missed quite a few games, and then another guy coming back from a ruptured Achilles. I don't know. Listen, That's scary. This is one of the first times we've done a podcast together. 
That was expert analysis as I would normally expect. What I did not expect was the dramatic reading and the wonderful dot, dot, dot. Wow. Isaac, I would like in the future for KOC to come in and do all of our quote readings. Only ellipses. Only. Any quote in the future where we have an ellipses, we'll be like, get the ellipsy guy well, in the, here. The, I added that. I didn't feel like reading the Marcus Rondo. <laughs> oh, you ad-libbed the dot, yes, dot, dot? Yes. You're, yeah, yeah. He's a veteran. Yeah, uh, you, you can't stop him, folks. I, I should pivot to acting, um, I guess. Boogie was not the only major injury that we got to get into KOC. Mike Conley also, he's been out for a while. They decided that he's going to have surgery to smooth a small bone protrusion. He's expected to make a full recovery and be back for the preseason. He last played on November 13th. He's only played 12 games this season. I really like Mike Conley. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a really underrated player. This sucks for the Grizzlies. When he's not out there, they're a completely different team as we've seen. Do you have the quote in front of you on the rundown? Do you have the rundown? Because I want you to read all our quotes now. I do. All right. And maybe <clears throat> maybe you ad-lib another one. We'll see how yeah. it happens. All right. Here we go. We got KOC with another quote. <laughs> Mike has been extremely diligent as we pursued multiple different approaches to alleviate the pain before deciding surgery was the best solution. It's amazing. You're one of our great actors of this generation. Who's the guy that everybody... All, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Chris you're, Ryan. You're Chris right. Ryan. Chris he Ryan started, and Daniel He started a silent film for us. He was fantastic. Uh, uh, and Take Hunter was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, well, the, the Markel Fultz thing was just... Yeah, I mean, I, I, acting opposite of him yeah. was really one of the great moments of yeah. my career. J Jason Gallagher's a genius behind yes, all he, this stuff. Yes, he yeah. is. But for the Grizzlies, <laughs> KOC, is this full tank mode for them now? I mean, they stink already. So I don't know if a lot changes, but I do think they're going to look to trade Tyreek Evans. I, they want a first round draft pick for him. I don't know if they're going to get it, but if you look at past deals, you know, like Bogdanovich, so Lou Williams, you know, these type of guys on expiring deals get first round picks for them. So I think the Grizzlies could. We'll see where he goes. I do think they can get one though. And then I don't think they're going to trade Marcus. I don't think they will. No, I mean, I think they should. I think they should blow the whole thing up. Yeah, but, this is but, a but, shocker. Wait, but, hold but, on. But, but can here, we hear like some sort of like breaking news uh, sounder, Isaac, because KOC wants to blow it up. It's kind of hard to blow it up though when one of your two star players is out for the season. You're not going to get value back for him like you could have before he got hurt, right? Right. So I say that and yet it's like, well, what are you going to get for Marcus center who came off a major foot surgery a couple years ago and is over 30 years old. What are you going to get from Mike Conley, a maybe the eighth best point guard in the NBA who is coming off, you know, another injury? I'm glad that you're throwing all this grizzly shade on this show and not the Chris Vernon show. Well, well, and you know, that's part of like the argument, you know, me and Chris Vernon have where it's like, well, yeah, sure, you can say blow it up, but what are you going to get? And and that's true. I mean, I don't know what you're going to get. You might actually be better just riding it out with these guys, but they're another team like the Pelicans where it's like, well, what do you do? That Chandler yeah. Parsons contract really puts Chandler Parsons yeah, contract is a, is a big yeah. one. I think you make a really good point about like if you blow it up, what would you possibly do? Because we've seen those two guys, Mike Conley and Marcus All, are I think unquestionably the most valuable to the team that they're already on. If they think they, sure. that Conley is going to come back. Those two together, when they play, make the Grizzlies relevant. Yes. They're not contenders, but mm -hmm. they're going to be in the playoff yep. mix. And you sort of move the other pieces around. We've seen that time and time again, that those are the two guys that if you unplug one mm -hmm. of them, the Grizzlies go in the tank. Yes. If you have both of them, all of a sudden they're good. Yes. So if you can offload Tyreek Evans, who's had you know previous injury issues in the past, but is having a very good season mm -hmm. this year, yes. I think you do that, especially because I was looking at their pick allotment. They've got a couple of extra seconds in 2018, but they owe a first to the Celtics as part of that three-team Jeff Green trade, which in retrospect looks absolutely mm. horrendous. 
That pick is protected one to eight in 2019, one to six in 2020, and unprotected in 2021. So at some point, they're going to lose a first. And, and coincidentally, I think the Celtics want Tyreek Evans. So I wonder if maybe Memphis would get try to try. I don't know if you're going to get your pick back, but maybe you, the some of the protections are changed on that. Who knows? But I think Evans, Evans is definitely an interesting player because he's been terrific, man. He's been great. 19 plus points per game. Super efficient, having a lot of the best defenders against him because you know Conley's been out. I would be all over him if I'm a team that needs a scorer right. off the bench who can kind of Six also man. do a little playmaking. I He's mean, great. Isn't he, he can I, run the points sometimes. Isn't he kind of become the guy almost that you would have expected him to be after his great rookie season? Yeah. The, the Tyreek renaissance has been wonderful to watch. Mm. And I'm happy for him. Last Grizzlies question for you, though. What do we think about Chris Wallace and the Grizzlies front office? Because you mentioned that Albatross contract. We talked about how they traded away a pick for Jeff Green, which wasn't mm. great. I mean, like the pieces lately that they've tried to move around the board and bring in haven't been terrific. Like they're they're a team that prior to this year was going to be in the middle of the pack in the playoff yeah. picture. And that was basically as good as it was going to get. How do we feel about their front office? I mean, you take risks, you know, you took a risk on Chandler Parsons and it didn't work out. I think they were in a tough situation in the first place based on the fact that it's hard to build, you know, a high-end contender. They had success, and it's the greatest era in Grizzlies history. And front office certainly deserves a lot of credit for that. And I don't think they can be knocked at all for some of the mistakes that they made because it happens. You know, I think the Parsons deal was something yeah. that they shouldn't have done. But at the same time, I mean, if that worked out, it might have been the calculated risk that they needed to take in order to elevate them to the next level. It just has totally not worked out Yo, for them. Yo, shouts to Chandler, though, for getting that Cabo money, though. You know, he's got when he goes down to Cabo, oh, he's yeah. got to get. He's yeah, gotta, oh, that, that's, one that's of a things. lot of shots that's, that he can buy with that money. LA. Everybody in LA looks like either Chandler Parsons or Chandler Parsons' girlfriend. Everybody in LA, literally. <laughs> this is an astute observation. You've already picked up on uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. All right, let's get into the All Star Draft great. show and the teams. All Star stuff came out. The show was awful. We watched it not together, but together on Slack yeah. with the rest of the uh, yeah, Ringer NBA staff. It was horrendous. What do we think about the new format? Though? What do you like about this new format? The jerseys, like the picking teams, what do you like about it? You know, I think there's a lot of potential. Yes, it would have been nice for it to be televised in its first year, but I mean, whatever. I mean, we're moving in the right direction. I don't they will eventually. I wouldn't expect it overnight to be, you know, with all the players lined up on the court. Like, you know, it's like, I choose you. <laughs> I choose you. No, I want you know? that. It I, has to happen. Yeah, I, and it shouldn't be a court. It should be like a blacktop somewhere. Yeah. It should, you know, like in yeah. a park. They yeah. should do it down in Venice where, yeah. the, Venice where they shot... Um, uh, white men can't, can't jump. jump. Yes, thank you. I oh Isaac, what you've seen? White men can't jump. You have no pop iconic, culture references. Iconic basketball from pre two thousand and eight, but somehow you've seen white men can't jump. Come on, man, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes. He's an enigma. It's a classic. I, I, I never know what frame of reference Isaac will won't get. But yes, I want that. Yeah. That has to happen. Okay, I have a question for you. So yes. we just did this draft in mid January, mid late January. Mm -hmm. Would it make more sense to do the draft? like an hour before the game. Yes, this is a great idea. Or even it could be part of Saturday night, right? Yeah. Like Saturday Bingo. night, yes. the big thing. Exactly. Forget about the slam dunk contest. Yeah. That's like the last thing now, right? It's mm -hmm. the capper. It's been the capper for years. It's been bad for yeah. years with the exception of, yeah. of Aaron Gordon. Had a bunch some, of missed dunks. Some good ones. Right. right. They missed dunks and they tried again. That was a great missed dunk. I say, Let's see it again. After they're done with the dunk contest, line them all up and have the yeah. pick. That would be a great yeah. way to finish off Saturday. So one idea that was passed along to me in an article I wrote last year, like how would NBA agents train? trainers, executives change the league. And one of the ideas a trainer said to me, they should move the dunk contests 
to the warm-ups before the All-Star game on Sunday night. So you have all the skills competition on Saturday night, right. as it is, maybe add a couple more in place of the dunk contests. But if you move the dunk contest to Sunday night, you are more likely to get star players, maybe, to do it. If it's part of their warm up, right? Like if the dunk <laughs> like contest a layup is line? a warm Yeah, if it's a warm up, like you could revise the dunk contest. Why does the dunk contest need to be essentially the same thing it was 20 years ago? Right. You know, I mean, I think there's ways to change it and and maybe make it a little bit more interesting and spice it up with star players. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with all yeah. of this. I just want to see them pick the players. Like this is not hard. I lo- yeah. it would be way more fun. Which, by the way, my favorite part of this. I don't know what your favorite storyline was, but my absolute favorite part of this is LeBron taking Kyrie. Like what? Oh yeah. I mean, I wonder if LeBron almost just wanted to rekindle the relationship, and, and Kyrie's like, yeah, I guess I have no choice. I get I get to play with him now. <laughs> or, or if it's or, the type of thing where may- maybe they have talked and they're fine. Maybe right, you know. I like the idea better though of this being a petty pick where LeBron yeah, takes him and yeah, decides yeah. that like he's not going to play. Yeah. Somehow he's like, all right, I took you, but yeah, I'm going to. I, don't I know. Know, like, yeah, I decided know. you're not getting in. Yeah. All right, that's enough All Star Game stuff. The Eastern Conference playoff picture. I wanted to do two things with you. One, you wrote a great piece about the trade deadline and uh, like maybe it's going to be quiet, maybe it's not, and I want to fold that into the Eastern Conference playoff race because three through eight has been super, super close. Right now, three is the Cavaliers. They're five games back of the Celtics and the 76ers are in eighth spot. They're nine games back. That means that the Cavaliers in the three spot and the 76ers in the eight spot are separated by four games. Mm. This is really interesting. You've got the Heat, the Wizards, the Bucks, the Pacers, and the 76ers. Who's in the best shape? Who are you the most worried about? Oh, I still think, you know, Cavaliers, they have LeBron. So it's like, I'm not worried about them. It's just, I'm worried about them compared to the expectations. You know, like all these teams have issues. The Wizards don't want to take bad teams seriously. You know, the Pacers need to make additions. Right. The Sixers' number one draft pick is, you know, out let's you not, know, in, in his own not, head. He's, ben you know, Simmons he's shoots with the wrong hand. He's eating I mean, Chick-fil-A. I mean, all, all these teams have issues. I, I would say the team I'm really most worried about is the Bucks. They have Giannis, and they're basically a 500 team. Yeah. They just fired their coach, and they need to make additions with, you know, and they already made one, Eric Bledsoe, who's been good. But at the same time, he also perhaps hasn't made the impact a lot of people would have thought he did on their wins. Yeah, I thought that the Bucks would uh, take a bigger step this year, although they are in the playoff picture. And like, I, and with Bare- the Giannis barely, thing, in the same know? way that you say the that the Cavs have LeBron and that's a a theory that I subscribe to and that I've voiced many times on this podcast that like, you know, once the playoffs start, playoff LeBron is a different beast and he's going to carry them. It's going to be fine. The Bucs have Giannis, and that like makes me feel better about their prospects. The and, interesting, and they've been better lately. They won, they've won three in a row. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'll be interested to see how they change as the season evolves. The Cavs, though, things are weird with the Cavs, mm-hmm. and people have noticed that things are weird with the Cavs, and they've brought it up, mm-hmm. and it's starting to rankle them. Even Isaiah Thomas, who like just got there, is like starting to get annoyed by it. Y'all made a story about that too. I just made a line of it. So Isaiah was like, I can't believe you guys are writing about this. The hilarious part (laughs) is last night he didn't play in the fourth quarter. So right after everybody's like, Hey, what's going on with the Cavs? They're shuffling the lineup. Ty Lue might be on the hot seat and Isaiah going, no, everything's fine. Isaiah doesn't play in the fourth quarter, which I think is bananas. It's fascinating. So, so today is January 29th, 2018 last year at this time. The conversation with Isaiah Thomas was, whoa, this guy has elevated his game to the next level. Mm -hmm. Is he an MVP candidate, right? That was the conversation. On the 28th of 2017, he scored 37. He was in the middle of a stretch that 
the numbers at least resembled Stephen Curry's tremendous 2015-16 season. And one year, so much has changed where he's a guy not even playing in the fourth quarter when when his nickname was King in the Fourth. Yeah. And will he get back to that? I mean, it's really the big question of the season, especially for the Cavaliers. I, I don't think it's realistic for him to get to 100% of what he was. But what percentage does he need to get to? Like, what is he now? And what, what does he need to get to? I don't, I don't know what he is now. I think that, like, forget about what percentage he needs to get to. Like, you look at the Cavs, right? When he yeah. was coming off of the injury and they were re-adding him, their point guard situation was disastrous. Mm-hmm. They had Derrick Rose, who may or may not still be in the NBA. I'm not sure. <laughs> and they have Jose Calderon, best currently known for, like, pig farming. He has amazing <laughs> Serrano ham or Hamon, and good for him. But, like, that doesn't get you much on the NBA court. You add Isaiah Thomas back in, and I'm like, this is wonderful. And no, I guess not. Like, yeah. do you, here's my question for you. Does Ty Lue survive the season? I'd lean yes. Yeah? I forget which Cleveland reporter it was. I was but, trying to but, lead but, you into but, another but, Twitter but, hot take. But, but I buy <laughs> I buy that, you know, he's kind of helping hold things together. Should he stick around? I mean, that that's another question. Is he the right coach for the team? Maybe, maybe not. But I have a feeling that they're not gonna pull the plug on that. I think they're gonna they're gonna continue with what they have. You know, we've talked about this, we've written about it on the site. It's personnel issues. Mm-hmm. It's the personnel that's a problem. They're, they don't have a single consistent positive defender on the roster. So it's hard, you know, whether you like Ty Lue or not, it's hard to fault him. Ty Lue can't play defense. Exactly. Yeah. For these guys on the Eastern Conference, I, you wrote an excellent trade piece on the ringer.com today. Everybody should check it out. Who's a buyer here? And of these guys, like Woj had a report that Avery Bradley's on the block, that he could be traded. The Cavs could use an Avery Bradley. I don't know if the Cavs have what it takes. Well, who does? This is the same thing. Like, because so, okay, so you mentioned that Presti's going to be on the phone, but what do they have left? Masai Ujiri with the Raptors. Avery Bradley would be excellent for them. For sure. But do they have enough to to go and get them? Who do we think? <laughs> Isaac right now is in our outline saying the Clippers. Isaac, yeah. I don't think he's going to go to the Clippers. I think the Clippers would be a great spot for him. I, I think, you know, they had interest. You think the Clippers are going to so, buy and not sell? So when, yeah, I think they, maybe they'll buy and sell. I, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think Avery Bradley, the defensive metrics on him are very bad. Very bad. You know, they make him out to be a very poor defender. You don't like Um, defensive metrics, though, do you? Well, I I think with Avery Bradley, you need to look at the playoff history, the playoff level of production when he is constantly engaged on defense, when he is constantly focused on off-ball defense, when he is going through screens at 100% intensity. Not regular season. It's irrelevant. You're getting Avery Bradley to produce in the playoffs. You're getting him to be a Stephen Curry stopper. You're getting him to slow down Kyrie Irving. You're Mm. getting him to slow down these types of point guards. And yes, Bradley's not perfect, but if I'm any of these teams, you know, in the West or the East for that matter, that have a chance at Avery Bradley and the price is right, I'm going for him. But with that said, Woj said the price is high. So Detroit Detroit might be thinking bigger rather than like just exchanging a a free agent to be. Yeah, you'd have to know that he's going to stick around. I mean, like that's the thing. Like there's no way that you're going to go and get Avery Bradley if like if you're the Sixers and you're like, hey, that this is a guy Mm -hmm. we could absolutely use. The Sixers ran out an absolutely ridiculous lineup Mm -hmm. last night where they had the players on the floor. None of them could shoot. It was like TJ McConnell, Ben Simmons, (laughs) Trevor Booker, Justin Anderson. I mean, it was like they could absolutely use an extra person. Are a team that in the past has expressed interest in Bradley. Yeah. So the Sixers have, the Clippers did when Doc Rivers was general manager. I'm sure there could still be interest there. Yeah, there should be interest in Avery Bradley. I'm curious about how big Detroit would actually be thinking, though, or if, or if they just have heard that he doesn't want to stay. If that's the case, they're not going to get a lot. If they do that, what does that say about SVG? 
Are we looking I at mean, like I, I wrote about this a little bit. News I, for SVJ he's, here? On the, he's on the hot seat anyway. It's crazy. I, I, I don't know if it's the hot seat yet, yeah. but he's sitting in a seat and <laughs> it's warm. It's warming. Yeah, and and like the dial is getting turned heater. up a little bit. And, and he's like, ah, what's going on down yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a heated recliner? Bad it's news not. for you, yeah. SVJ. Uh, last one for you, real quick, before we move on to real or not real. Does Kemba get moved? I don't think so. Kemba stay in putt. All right. How about you? You think so? Uh, I hope he does. Should, should they move him? I, th- now all of a sudden I'm you and I'm going blow it up. Yeah. Blow it up. All right. Let's do a real or not real edition because Kevin O'Connor is here and because he's since fled Boston. We're going mm-hmm. to do in advance of the Super Bowl and all Philly versus Boston edition of real or not real. Kevin <laughs> O'Connor, first question for you. You had an interesting hot take before the all-star teams were announced. Was it really that hot? <laughs> should Al, I'm going to give you a chance to uh, walk this back. Real or not real. Al Horford deserves to start in the all-star game over Embiid. I mean, I'm happy Embiid starting, but I'm not voting for the guy that I hope starts. Didn't you have Horford? Yeah, I'm I'm voting for the guy that I think should start based on the deadline of January 8th, which is way too early. I mean, if we're talking about a month from now or, you know, a couple weeks from now at this point, it's like, yes, Embiid should start. I'm very happy that he is. I think uh, Horford was the last pick in the draft. Probably. No way that he should start over him. Like, what is it about Al Horford? He's a ve- he's a great passer. I believe he leads the mm-hmm. Celtics in assists this season. Yeah, he does a he's lot. He's a for that way team. underrated player. He's a glue guy. He's a guy that does a lot of things. He doesn't hurt you anywhere yeah. on the floor. Do you get excited about watching Al Horford? It's the All Star game. Is, is I want the, you to. What, you live in what, LA what, now. What is put the, on your what, LA what clothes? What is the All Star game? I want you to. Th- this is, be this is a philosophical conversation. Should the All Star game be about the most exciting player? Because if it is, yes. Joel Embiid is one of my favorite players to that's watch. That's it. That's good. But you, know, that, but, you just had a great is, answer. Is it, is it about putting in the guys that are the best players? And Embiid is a perfectly fine choice. And for me, it was a coin flip. And Al Horford was just the impact that he has beyond the numbers kind of gave him the slight edge at the time of voting. But that changes if we're voting in early February. My, that changes if we're voting my now. My piece cut out when you were saying how amazing Embiid was. And then after that, I didn't hear anything. Uh, next one for you. <laughs> real or not real, Gordon Hayward. Will play before Markel Fultz. Oh boy! <laughs> um, I thought about this and I was like, "Oh God, that's an actual question." Yeah, um, it's kind of sad that it is. I'm gonna say no. I think the Sixers will throw him out there at some point. I think Fultz will get For out there. Whether right, whether or not better. that's the right thing to do is another conversation. But I think they're going to put him out there. That makes me feel a little bit better. I wanted to do a couple of Boston ones for you. Real or not real, Dunkin' Donuts is better than Federal Donuts in Philadelphia. I've never had Federal Donuts. You're missing so, out. This so, is this is not so, real. So, federal Donuts it, is much it, better. Is it even fair for me to, to pick Dunkin' Donuts? I'm helping you, it, you know, it, to the right conclusion. Yeah, We're right. going to get you some Federal Donuts. Shots to Federal. Mm-hmm. They're excellent. Real or not real, Marky Mark is your favorite rapper. Definitely not it's real. real. It's definitely De- real. Def- we actually queued this up real. for you. Go ahead. <laughs> So we're doing a podcast right now. What you can't see is that uh, Kevin is really getting into the groove. Oh, That's yeah. his favorite rapper, Marky to- Mark. Totally jamming out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fresh Prince, much better. Give me some Fresh Prince inside. But you can't speed through two miles an hour so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. So uh, I decided to throw those two guys out there just as a joke and Isaac was like, I don't know what this is, <laughs> which makes me very sad and feel listen, very old that you don't know what summertime is. Listen, I was born in 1994. This came out when I was like three, four. Listen, you can't make the line of demarcation for your pop culture knowledge the year that you were born. I want you to expand your horizons. I moved to this country in 2002. So, I mean, I feel like that's an excuse as well. 
All right. All right. That's probably a better excuse. All right. Uh, let's do the heat check. Oh, wait. Before we go to the heat check, heat check, I got one more for you. Uh, okay. Real or not real, the Eagles will win the Super Bowl on Sunday. That, that's not real. We had some technical difficulties for Kevin's microphone. So he picked the Eagles. That's excellent. <laughs> that's amazing. I even brought you an Eagles hat hey! for you to wear. So uh, congratulations. Fly, Eagles, fly. Let's go to the heat check. <laughs> All right, uh, heat check news. We have breaking news, believe it or not. Uh, Isaac dropped this into, into the outline, and I'm laughing because breaking news, the Knicks are looking to move <laughs> Joe Kim Noah. No shit. Is that really breaking? <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, Shams reported that after a heated verbal exchange in practice between Noah and Coach Jeff Hornacek last week, the Knicks are exploring avenues to part with Noah. He has two years remaining on the four-year, $72 Jesus. million dollar deal he signed in 2016. Look, I mean... Breaking news. The, yeah. Every time the Grizzlies look at Chandler Parsons' contract, they break into tears. Yeah, I mean, look, they were trying to move Noah before this heated verbal yes. exchange. They're trying to move him now. Maybe there's greater sense of urgency to make it happen. I don't know if they're going to be able to find a trade for him. Maybe a buyout is, is the most likely avenue for Joakim Noah and his big money deal. Godspeed, Joe Kim Noah. More heat check stuff. Uh, did you see Kevin Love? Did you hear his reaction when he was asked about where he thought he was picked? Glass. It was pretty great. Where was I picked? I don't know. Probably dead last. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, I'm like the, uh, you know, I'm the guy in the, the pickup game or, you know, during the summer where it's like, okay, him. he's a big guy that can shoot. Like, I guess I'll take him. <laughs> you know, he, I don't know how much I, you know, I'm not going to be doing the between the leg dunks or the windmills, but you know, I'll be getting those rebounds and outletting the ball. So I guess that had some value to that. I know Russell like it. So I love that. I love that he was poking fun at himself. I did an interview with Carl Anthony Towns, also on the ringer.com today. He's a big Eagles fan, by the way. Your new favorite team because you've renounced all your Boston ties. I love that about you. You're reformed. You've seen the error of your ways. But Carl was talking about, like, I said, hey, where do you think you were picked? And he's like, I don't care. And he like he was kind of earnest about it. And I'm like, no, this is the way you react. Kevin Love made fun of himself. It should, it that, should that, be fun. That, that's when you know someone really cares. Yeah, exactly. They say they don't care. Exactly right. Uh, speaking of, Russ was also asked about. He cares. Uh, order, he definitely cares, too. Thoughts on being picked by LeBron for the All-Star team? Oh, that's cool, man. That's good, man. Finally, they got the team figured out. Tell me how you really feel. Fuck. Well, I see I was the last pick on the list. I was just trying to figure out, you know. Alphabetical order. It was alphabetical. Alphabetical. See, I told you, man. Alphabetical order, man. Of course I was first. I love that he thought that he was picked last because his name oh was God. last. That is hilarious. That's very rough. <laughs> one more quick one on the heat check here. I've got to mention this because you brought up Mar Markel and we, I brought up Markel. He's on a court. He made a shot backwards, full court. That's the best thing we can say about him. Maybe the key to fixing his jumper is he needs to start shooting backwards. Yeah. Maybe. No hitch in that may, backwards may, shot. Maybe he will innovate a new way to shoot a basketball and, and change the game in a similar way that Stephen Curry has, extending extending three-point range, extending the limits. Maybe Markel Fultz has found a new way to extend it even further by shooting backwards. It's really depressing to me. We'll play the Markel <laughs> Fultz theme song. Oh, I have to run this This last. I keep saying the last one, but I really do have to run this last. This is how bad it's gotten for the Cavs. So Ty Lue, did you see Ty Lue wanted to put Derrick Rose in for longer the other night? He had uh, 14 points in 15 minutes against the Pacers. So Ty Lue was like, oh, he's having a good game. I'm going to give him some more run. Couldn't find him. 
because he was in the bathroom. Like in the middle of the game. I, I don't know if like that one is better than Nerlens Noel getting his halftime hot dog, but this is one of the, my favorite weird NBA stories of the season. The hot dog was better. Hot right? dog was the, amazing. Everybody has to go to the bathroom. But everybody I don't think is. I've ever heard of an NBA player in the middle of a game disappearing to go to the back. Like, I literally, I think this is the first time I've ever heard yeah. that. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Derek Rose, Godspeed, buddy. All right. This week in basketball coming up, we've got Sixers at Bucks tonight. Battle of the Unicorns. You've got, yeah. oh, Embiid's going to be out, but uh, you've still oh. got, you've still got, it's a back-to-back, but yeah. you still got Giannis no, and you've got Simmons. Hopefully the All-Star game's not a back-to-back. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so you got to throw in your little shots. I get what you're doing over there. Games played and availability is part of the conversation. This is not helping your Horford argument you've already said how Look, excellent and, and Embiid, B, is. Embiid should start he should start that's good they cut his mic again isaac uh we've got <laughs> we've got okc and the wizards on tuesday heat at the Cavs on wednesday that's a Ooh. fun game battle of the mid-tier eastern conference playoff teams yeah. and then you got uh mid-tier for Cavs. that's that's a i know i know i know and then you've got uh, Rockets and Spurs. I always love when the Texas teams go at yeah, it. That'll, that'll be fun. I, I always like those as well. Especially, it's it's best when the Mavericks are good as well. Yeah. Right? You have that Texas road I trip. I love the Texas you know? road trip. Yeah. Uh, you got any good pieces coming out this week we should be on the lookout for? Um, Nothing at the moment. You okay. know, we'll play You're working the phone over there yeah, as we're doing yeah. the show. I mean, with trade deadline coming up, that's a lot of the focus right now. How about you? Uh, I have, uh, yes, I have a Jason Tatum piece coming Ooh. out. J-Team. So that'll J-team. be out later this week. And also, you'll be back tomorrow with Chris Vernon on the end. NBA show. We've got Sources Say with Juliet Littman and Chris Ryan on Wednesday. Group chat with Chris and Justin Verrier and the gang on Thursday. The Podfather, Bill Simmons, yes. everywhere, all the time, pays the bills. Make sure to listen to all the Ringer NBA shows. And I will not be back next week because I'm going to the Super Bowl to see Kevin Whoa. O'Connor's favorite team, the Eagles, win the Super Bowl. Mm, I don't know about so that, So I won't guys. be back on Monday. Juliet will be back with a co-host, TBD. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.